Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Comic Book Club. I'm Alex. I'm Pete. And our third member, Justin, is maybe jumping in late. I guess we'll have to see what happened. He had a late meeting. And as we all know, we like to schedule our meetings real tight to the show, so it's all good. But we are coming to you live at a couple of different places. We are live over on Crowdcast. We're live on YouTube, where you can see our beautiful mugs and all of our beautiful hats. But... Uh, maybe you're listening to this later. Maybe you're listening to the podcast version wherever you listen to podcasts, in which case, hello. It's nice to talk to you as well. Hey. Uh, we have some great guests for you guys later on in the show, actually pretty soon in the show. But first of all, why don't we kick it off talking about tonight's drink? Is that all right, Pete? Oh, wow. All right. I thought you were going to talk about Shark Fest. Oh, no. Shark Fest by- is- for Shark me, Fest. it's sort of like it's a very religious experience, and I don't like to talk about it. I just kind of like oh, to feel okay. it. All right. Well, I respect your religion, so uh, cool hat, bro. <laughs> Thank you. The traditional Shark Fest greeting. <laughs> <laughs> we are drinking tonight, as we've been doing for the past couple of weeks. We've been having drinks curated by our resident chef, Brett Macris. He has been choosing drinks from the Gotham City Cocktails Cookbook by Andre Darlington. Tonight, we're drinking a first foe. Wow. Yeah. It's... um. Basically a martini, so I'm going to be super schnockered by the end of the show. Nice. But it's uh, got a twist of orange in it that's giving it a nice aroma up in there. Mm-hmm. Oh. This is some bougie shit right now. Good stuff. And apparently it is a tribute to Batman's first foes, not his supervillain foes, but the gangsters who fought him. That's what the drink is based off of in this case. Nice. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for your input, Pete. What are you drinking? Oh, I'm keeping it real. You know, I'm just doing the Arnie Palmer uh, with some vodka. <laughs> okay. Is there a special name for that when you do iced tea, half iced tea, half lemonade, half vodka? Uh, yeah, it's called the John Daly because Arnie Palmer is no vodka. John Daly, who, you know, as we all know, won the Masters Wasted, uh, you, you named it after him. Sure. I definitely know all of the sports things that you are mentioning. Now, later on in the show, we're going to have an incredible duo, Jordan Morris and Tony Cliff, to talk about their new book, Bubble. But first, we're going to invite in here a friend of the show. He is the writer of Fab from Story Worlds, book one, Pandora, is out right now. Hey, Hey, ladies and gentlemen, Ramsey. Hello. Hello. 
are you? Good, thanks. It's like super surreal being on the show. It's like I've been an avid listener for a long time. So like, oh I'm wow, a, yeah. So like, I'm I was always in the chat. Now I'm having a chat. It's like <laughs> crazy. Welcome. Now on this side. Uh, yeah, I feel like Courtney Cox in that Springsteen video where she's like in the where she's like in the audience and then she's on stage with a boss. So that's my Springsteen moment today. Yeah, Wait, sure. which one of us is Springsteen? Maybe oh. yeah, different eras. You're different eras. Smart. Wait, which eras? Come on, keep going. Well, you've got the beard thing going, so you've got some Asbury Park era, mm-hmm. you know. Born, mm-hmm. You know, and then I guess Pete's probably the born in the USA era. Right. Not sure I love about, it. Not sure. Not sure. Not sure about Justin. He's like the A. You know. Able era. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Hopefully, that's right. again, he'll be popping in sometime later on. Uh, it is good to see you as well because I definitely recognize you from the still picture of your head with a circle around it. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Now that looks familiar. Uh, but you have a great project to talk about that I am very excited to talk about. It's a new book yes. called Fab. It's out from a publisher called Story Worlds. Why don't you give us the pitch for the book? Because I don't know how much is secret, how much you want to keep spoiler-free or anything like that. Well, like, my whole, like, link to that project was, it was, like, September 2020, I was Mm -hmm. five months into lockdown, writing my King Lear, like all us British playwrights were doing. Sure. And uh, (laughs) I got... I got a call from Story World where they were like, hey, we, um, we've loved all your indie comics work and would you want to pitch for this book called Fab? And they had the, they had the logline themselves. So basically, oh. I'll read it out for, you, for, for your listeners and viewers. Please um, do. It, goes, it says, um, when a 3D printing technology leaks into the black market, which allows people to create whatever they want, even clones of themselves, Master Clay joins a secret government task force set up to stop this threat. And find its source. No. Ooh. Oh, yeah. So basically, they gave me they gave me that logline, and they're like, "You've got sixty pages. Go." So like, <laughs> I, so basically, so basically, what I I did like the really sort of this very simple, um, bombastic high concept, and you could you could go like a million different ways with it. So what I wanted to do was like start. Start something really big and then get more layered and nuanced as the story went along. So, like, by the end of it, you're like, whoa. By the end of it, you're like, um, oh, this, this started out Brockheimer and ended up Bergman. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, so, my big reference points for this were basically um, the BBC's show called Line of Duty. I'm not sure if, it, if it's big in, in America, but it's very popular yeah. in the UK. Okay. But um, it starts, like, that show really has a it starts off with this really giant propulsive story engine that like never lets up. And it has like more hooks than Tyson Fury. And like, I wanted to, I wanted to have that, that manic energy like loaded with surprises. That's what I really liked about that. And another reference was like the, um, the author Philip K. Dick, which I kind of dig that he does these psychedelic mysteries that like mm-hmm. interrogate like the nature of, um, identity and reality and also has this countercultural heart at the center of it which i really dug um and i've read a couple of like non-fiction stuff like um ken kelly's um what technology wants which is very utopian um, con- um look at technology and then on the flip side like anand um guild harris's book winner takes it all which is basically a very scathing 
um, look at Silicon Valley and like the billionaire class and all that stuff went into the port, the soup that was fab, basically. Cool. So I don't know if I am getting too far into spoilers here, but but because it is fab, it's about fabrications. It's about essentially using like 3D printers and stuff. Um, there are, I'm getting, I'm skirting here, but there are doubles and decoys and things there. How difficult is it to keep that sort of stuff straight when you're crafting the book? Um, I had a Charlie Day murder board on my wall. I knew all the beats and stuff. Um, so it gets a bit twisty by the middle of it. Um, one of the things I like wanted to take from the um, Philip K. Dick books that you don't really get in the movies is that it gets very trippy. And, um, and what I dig about because with the movies, they can't really, they're very scared to, um, like, put you in the wrong foot. Mm-hmm. And for me, I don't mind being um, momentarily confused if I feel like I'm in good hands. Right. If, if, so I want to lean more into the books than the movies. And I think the, 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 the graphic novel is kind of like that, or graphic novella, I should say, is more like that. I love the character and creature designs in here. Uh, They're so wild and so over the top from uh, if you're watching the show live right now, there's a bird man in there. There's these crazy looking, almost like warthog pig creatures. How much of that was in the script versus how much was working with the artist? I think, well, it was mostly it was Stefano because basically I had some of it and like the directions in the script were like, this is my ideas, do what you want. And, I'm not sure if he's had that direction ever given to him before because he really loved it. And like on his Instagram, he's like saying, oh my God, they told me I could do whatever I want. So I've done this. And I was like, yeah, sure. So it's, yeah, I think maybe like this comes with the theater background of like letting people riff and like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And like yes. And people basically. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. talking about. Pete yeah. loves a good yes. And right. Pete. Uh-huh. That's right. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you for agreeing and then not saying so, yeah, anything so that's additional. Basic, it was basically all Stefano, I'm going to say. Nice. Uh, this is getting back to what you first said. That is a crazy quick turnaround for a comic this yeah. big. What was the pace like in terms of getting this into production? Um, well, it was. It, I wrote the picture September. It was done around April, I think. Um, wow. But I kind of think it all fed into like the pace of the book because the whole idea with story words, which I think is really cool, is that you've got 60 pages to tell a story, right? Mm-hmm. So a standard Marvel comic is like 20 pages and a trade is like six issues, so it's like 120 pages. And there's a lot of stop and starts and it probably takes you maybe a couple of days to read it. But with story words, you've got 60 pages. It's like a pulp novel where... You just read it all at one, at one sitting. And I wanted to do something that had that pace to it. And I kind of think the time frame of making it fed into that. And also the cool thing about it as well, it's like it, you buy a tri- like a, a single issue is like four, four, $4, three issues like $12. And like this book's seven ninety nine. So more bang, bang for your buck, guys. So yeah, that's what I'm check about. it out. Check it out. I, Frugal Times you're living in. I, I really like the uh, as as Zalvin was saying like 
not only is the movement through the book really uh, kind of great, the panel designs and everything, but they're also like telling uh, a story in the background. Some of the stuff we saw, like it showed the 3D printer and it was like such a cool way to kind of show don't tell. Um, also like uh, with the kind of like the main character that we kind of see as they wake up, it's such a interesting way to kind of start the book and to kind of like grab people right away. So uh, congratulations, man. Uh, we read a lot of comics and this fits right in, man. It's, it's really great. I mean, not to interrupt, but Pete, I would say waking up is also a great way to start your day. Oh, oh. I no. sleepwalk for the first couple of hours. <laughs> okay. And shows and things like that. Yeah. Uh, I, so this is jumping ahead a little bit, but I saw that Story Worlds is actually releasing an anthology based in the world of Fab Next. So when you were leaving this off, without getting into spoilers for the end or anything like that, what was important in terms of setting up this world for Story Worlds so that they potentially could continue and expand the universe? Um, ooh, it's very weird because um, they're, they're doing a short story collection that just riffs on the idea, so you get you're getting lots of different things well um i guess i was leaving it it leaving it with the possibilities because the world mm-hmm. without getting too much into spoilers then a lot of things change and the status quo changes and i think it was basically ending the story off so writers can go wherever they want even though i'm writing book two or i've p- <laughs> pitched it so yeah that goes yeah well, we got a great question here in the comments. Uh, can I buy plans to 3D print my own copies, presumably, of the book? How do you feel That's, about that? I don't know. But you, you definitely could. I, if you give me the money, it's, you know, it's all good. <laughs> I, I, I forgot to say that I'm also getting into the spirit of the show. I'm also got some nice. hipster, hipster British IPA, which is Brock, Brockwell IPA Canopy. So for my Ooh. South London people, Nice man, great. Oh, get, it. get it. How is it? Is it is it a more juicier IPA or is it hoppier or what would you say about it? Um, it's a weird. It, it, it's like a um, more. Um, I don't know. I can't. I can't really. I'm really. I'm. I'm not a good sommelier. <laughs> like, oh, oh, yeah. oh, I'm faking it. One hundred percent. I don't know get, what I'm talking about. Get, it gets me crunk, and that's what yeah, matters. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Now, you got a great shelf of comics right behind yeah, you. Yeah, you do. Black hole Ooh. displayed. you got a couple Ooh, of other yeah. things. What's your, what's your favorite book in your collection right there? My fa- right now, uh, there's um, Upgrade Soul by Israel Clayton Daniels, who is awesome. I think he's writing TV now, but he's, he's a great comic writer. He's a great, great comic writer. Um, that's up there if you haven't read it. And, and Villain Dog is great too, with an awesome Mike McLona cover. Very deep, deep dive um, Italian comics there for you guys. Ooh, Check cool. it out. All right. Love it. We really only read Marvel and DC, but thank you so much for the recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ramsey, the book is awesome. Uh, where can folks get it if they want to pick it up, other than 3D printing it themselves, of course? Um, yeah. Other than that, like it's, I think it's it's hitting the stores. You can you can pre-order it on the website uh, on the Storeworlds website, but it's going to be in stores. So, like, not just all city, all globe, right? So all get, right. get into that. It's going to be cool. Um, so yeah, it's good. It's 
it's going to be as an indie creator, it just feels really surreal that something's got that wider release. So yeah, loving it, loving it. That's awesome. Ramsey, congratulations again on the book. So excited that you came on the show. Excited to see your uh, round icon face pop up at some point. (laughs) Yeah. And I I, want to thank you guys for like keeping the fires burning through COVID. Uh, You guys really, when the comic, when the comic shops closed, you kept the banter alive. So enough respect to you guys. Oh, thanks a lot, man. Thanks, I appreciate man. that. Thank you so much. It Take really care of yourself. It. All right. Well, have a good night. Great work. <laughs> All right. There we go. Once again, that was Ramsey, and the book is called Fab, F-A-B, Book One, Pandora. Uh, we should mention, he, he briefly mentioned, but the art is by Stefano Simeone, uh, and it's really great. Coming out from Story Worlds very soon, so pre-order that. And, and now we and are going to... Oh, were you going to say something, Pete? Yeah, Fab stands for fabrication. That's oh, the uh, thanks, 3D Pete. printer tie-in kind not of thing. Fabulous? Yeah, not fab, like, yeah. I think but, I think it might be both. Could be both. Could be both. I think it's right. both. Absolutely. Um, all right. We are going to welcome in our next two guests here. They are the creator of the new graphic novel, Bubble, based on the hit podcast series. It's coming out from first second on July 13th. we got the artist here. Tony Cliff is popping in. And any second now, we're going to have the writer, Jordan Morris, here. But in the meantime, Tony, hello. How are you? Hey. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, really good, really good. How are you guys? I mean, good. Hey guys, we established that already. Yes. All right. <laughs> uh, we are on the we're on the downslope of a, a super big heat wave. I'm in Vancouver, BC. Oh wow! Um, it never gets this hot here. But it wait, how hot is it where you are? This is very boring for everybody, but I find it interesting. Um, yesterday, it was our, our thermometers inside were like 31, 32 degrees. Oh wow! That in in Celsius, I assume. Oh, of course. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, no, like, no, in yeah, the yeah. 60s, is that what it is in Fahrenheit? I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> it's always, like, plus 30 What degrees. were you saying? It's hot. It's got to be, like, hotter than I that. guess so. I'm just wondering if it's, like, ooh, it's hot at 60 degrees, or if no. it's hot like it is here, where it's 97 degrees. Today. Yeah, it's really know. hot. Um, the friends in Portland are all saying it's, like, 100 degrees or something down there. Oh, oh wow. So, oh, it no. might be, you know, like, 100, 119, that sort of thing. There you go. Thank you, Straight Bullet. Yeah, Straight Bullet is... 89 degrees. There we go. Um, here, I'm going to try kicking out Jordan and trying to bring him back in again. That's, yeah, that's platform. good. Yeah. Um, that's how we got started working together. <laughs> <laughs> Come back. Yeah. Hey, there he is. Jordan. Hello. How are you? Yeah, we did it. <laughs> ah, best tag. That's where I really shine is, is, is comparing temperatures. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Thanks so much for coming on the show. We'll talk to you guys Talking later. temps. <laughs> temp uh, Jordan. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for having us. Oh, my gosh. No thanks for coming on. Always Get Ramsey back in here you. to talk about some English temperatures. What do we use in English? <laughs> <laughs> it's metric, right? You should really come on our weather book club show. We have that on Wednesday nights at 7. So, Jordan, Bubble is awesome. Huge hit as a podcast. This is the obvious question to start, but why a comic book? Um, Well, I mean, I have been a a comics guy since, uh, you know, I was a, a, a... 
child screaming in a grocery store and my mom needed to give me something to calm me yes. down uh, to make me be good briefly. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, I would say that I've been a podcast fan since then, but podcasts have not been around that long. Um, no, I've, I've just always been a comics guy and like, you know, um, but they always just kind of seemed like this thing that I could never do like something that a magician did somewhere else with special powers. Um, so, you know, it it was always this kind of thing that I had wanted to do, but you know, uh, 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 didn't even know where to begin. Um, so, you know, uh, but I've, you know, been writing for TV and stuff like that. And bubble was this kind of like passion project that we did as a podcast over at max fun. And, then first second uh, got in touch. Um, uh, they had had some success with uh, the Adventure Zone books. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say some success. I mean massive success. Um, so yeah. So I think they kind of you know saw the potential for you know scripted podcasts or in the case of Adventure Zone, kind of lightly scripted podcasts to be comics, and uh, you know that there was an overlap in the audience. So they asked if we were interested, and uh, I. I have never said yes to anything faster in my life. I, I screamed yes at the email that came in through my phone. So, uh, yeah, I was just so excited to do it. It was, um, uh, yeah, it's just such a thrill. One of the great thrills of my life. Well, and for people who don't know Bubble, one of the things about it is I think it really does actually lend itself to comic books. You know, it's not, if you haven't listened to it, it's not like people sitting or investigating mysteries. It's very dynamic, pretty much from the first episode. There's lots of action, big, weird things going on, very visual things. Uh, but that all said, Tony, when did you come in in the process? When did did First Second bring you in? Did Jordan recruit you, expendable style, or how did this happen? Oh, man. like I was listening to the Bubble podcast like way back when I was just like tagging along with my mom in the grocery store. I was like... Mom, you gotta listen. You gotta listen to this podcast. This podcast is fantastic. You were crying because you wanted sugary cereal. Yeah, so nat- <laughs> yeah, so naturally, uh, <laughs> uh, I I wrote Jordan Mail and I said, Jordan, let's make this a comic book, and then it happened. Um, no, uh, Callista, the editor at First Second, had been um, had always been. Uh, sort of in touch with the Max Fun family and, and you know, we'd, we'd trade podcast recommendations and that sort of thing. Um, and then, yeah, she's just, just like a, one day I got a, a call from my agent who was like, hey, have you, you heard of this bubble show? Would you like to have It's like, oh, let's go. Let's sign me up. Um, nice. Yeah, no. Oh, because Jordan... This story changes every time. Because um, Jordan and I... <laughs> it's like the Joker's I, origin. You'll hear three yeah. different versions of it. You decide which one is real. In true comic book fashion, <laughs> which mythology would you like to accept? Um, I don't know, because uh, Jordan, we've been emailing back and forth and everything. and I don't know. We're all sort of we're all sort of like lined up in the starting blocks, just waiting for somebody to, to say, go <laughs> do this. Yeah, I was a, I was a big fan of the Delilah Dirk series that Tony uh, both writes and illustrates. Uh, yeah, it's just some of my some of my favorite comics, just a really terrific series. And like, you know, I think, uh, uh, you know, before before we were acquainted, Tony, you know, DM'd on Instagram, uh, not Instagram. 
I've only been on Instagram recently. It was probably Twitter. Does Twitter. that matter? Does that matter to the he story said, where he's he giving sent me? you a, a letter, a physical said, letter that he uh, yes. brought to your mailbox? Yes, the Telegram man came. Sent you an hour. Telegram. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, after um, he, he's he he, I think he said like, "Would you like a free Delilah Dirk?" And I yelled, "I already have it, oh. so I don't need it." Asshole. Yeah, because you were you were asking for comic recommendations on yeah. on Twitter. I was like, "Hey, Jordan, don't want to be don't want to be presumptuous, but can I? How about this comic?" Well, yeah. you like I, actually, boats? I mean, on the same line, I have a question here from the comments from Nat, uh, and then I want to follow up for this is for Jordan, but I want to follow up for Tony. Uh, Jordan, for you, was the podcast written with the idea of being adapted? And Tony, since you did listen to the podcast, were you already sort of picturing it in your head when you were listening? Were you sort of breaking down the art? But Jordan, for you first. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, th- so like, you know, in in show business, there are so many discarded ideas. There's just so many like discarded ideas and some of them make it to the screen yeah some of them make it to the screen and some of them are thrown away because they're not existing ip um and yeah and especially you know now that everything that kind of makes it to film and tv is part of you know uh, uh existing ip you know it just it's 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 hard to make an original idea break through and i think just because like people say no to something doesn't mean it's a bad idea. You know, it just, you know, isn't, isn't right for somebody for some reason. So, um, and I guess like I've had a lot of these ideas and was just like really frustrated to not be able to make them, you know, uh, just, I feel like I have so many scripts in drawers and like, you know, it's just a, yeah, it just stinks. And I think that's, you know, some of them, uh, bubble included are, good scripts and you know it was just so fun to get to make something and for like to to have people enjoy it so i think that was the like main you know idea behind the podcast is like i have this idea i like it (laughs) some tv people i've met with don't get it but i think it could be something and yeah and then max fun was kind of nice enough to like say yeah let's give it a shot let's try something scripted so yeah it, it wasn't like a business decision um, or anything like that. It was just like, you know, I liked this idea. I like these characters and there was a chance to kind of get it out into the world. And yeah, the fact that like we've got to do it in comics is just this like wonderful, you know, this like wonderful side effect that I never could have predicted, but I'm just like so glad that it happened. Nat being a real jerk here is saying, try to figure out if this is a yes or a no. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think the answer there is like, yeah, you were thinking about maybe this is something that I can develop in other ways, but I'm just excited to make it a podcast. Does that seem fair? Yeah, for sure. I think that's a, that's a good short way to describe it. No problem. That's why (laughs) I'm here. Tony, what about you though? When you were listening to the podcast, were you already picturing it in your head or were you just, is that not how you were? I was picturing it in my head and I was also wondering, I wonder how there are other ways we can turn this content, hashtag content, capital C, (laughs) content into money. Oh Um, man. Uh, ABC, always be content. That's what I say. Uh, you must. I mean, 
We're just we're just we're just four content heads out, out here. <laughs> we love it. Love the content. Give me that. Give me that content in my nasty little mouth. <laughs> I don't know why I said mouth. <laughs> well, you're speaking it, so technically. That's true. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, geez. yeah no, but like uh yeah, no. Bubble was super easy to to visualize and and like listen along with it. Like um, the way you guys uh, put it together and, and wrote it uh, in its original podcast format was really. I mean, you know, it was just like like listening to to a really good audio book that you like a lot. Um, and then yeah, you know, it came to came time to do it, and some of those ideas stuck around, and uh, some of those uh, got changed. As as sort of needs require and that sort of thing, um, but the like the big the big effort was okay. You know, sorry, the opposite um, goal to to the joke that I was <laughs> air quotes joke I was making. But previously, <laughs> it's like okay, how do we make this? Um, how do we take advantage of the comics medium? How do we make this its own special thing? Um, and some of those were limitations. Like we had to. Um, do quite a bit of condensing um, and, and other, other things were just like, well, there are some things that work in audio and some things that don't uh, and some things that, that a comic book page really lets you do that, that audio doesn't. And so uh, the job was uh, working to find those things and make them the best we can. So, uh, Oh, I, I, I was just going to say real quick, Pete, and then let's get to your question. We did actually even establish the premise of Bubble for anybody who's listened to it. But uh, Jordan, jump in if I get anything wrong. But I think the basic idea is there's a dome. Outside the dome is basically a wasteland. Inside, it's pretty nice. But there's also some monsters and things that kind of break in. And people get hired by an app that gets developed to kill some of those monsters, and it kind of goes from there. Is that sort of the short version of it? That is that is terrific, and I will be using it moving forward. <laughs> <laughs> now, listener, pretend that you're a TV executive, and then replay that in your mind. And imagine. <laughs> just try. Try to right. say no to that. Just try to say uh, no. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great example. It's definitely, you know, it's, it's kind of set in the near future, and... You know, our characters are all kind of tied to this life and death version of the gig economy. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's uh, yeah, that's the premise. <laughs> uh, I wanted to I wanted to say, though, uh, we were talking about like jokes in the comic form. And one of the great kind of bits uh, was was r- early that I really laughed out loud. And that's rare at a comic book. Um, when the Marion character punches out this douchey uh, running guy, and that was done on a panel in such a lovely way that I'd lost it. I was so happy with the artistic choices and the kind of punctuation of that. It's really great. Well, I think that's a good segue to talk about what was it like taking this from the podcast and then pacing it out for a comic book, Jordan or Tony, I guess for both of you because it affected both of the, uh, both of your workflows. Yeah, I, I mean, Tony's got Tony has a great sense of comedy. Uh, I, I think um, you know, comic book readers maybe are familiar with you know a a a funny writer and an artist kind of like fighting against each other. You know, like a a you know, art not supporting the joke and vice versa, or a page that is so crammed full of jokes that 
the art is covered up, you know? And uh, yeah. And I, I think Tony just has such a great pace and yeah, right. Little moments like the dude getting punched out kind of, yeah, there it is. Yeah. Just kind of like happening in that little wordless moment. Um, I think is so great. And so, I think the fact so that he well draws, done. he draws comedy pauses in after the jokes is, is awesome. Um, yeah. So it, I, there wasn't a ton of like, you know, there, yeah, that wasn't really an issue in making the thing. Um, and yeah, as far as like pacing out the other stuff, it was just kind of a, um, you know, it was more just a matter of tonnage. Like there's a lot of podcast and mm-hmm. to make a book out of every single second of the podcast, um, you know, uh, would have an infinite jest, like, uh, <laughs> you know, un, unliftable tome that, uh, you know, that would cost $95. So we kind of had to like pick and choose the stuff from the podcast we like, but also, you know, we wanted to give people new stuff. We wanted to give people some, you know, new moments and new insights to the characters. So yeah, it was just kind of a little, uh, you know, it was kind of a shuffle around kind of like picking our favorite podcast stuff, figuring out some stuff we wanted to add and then, you know, kind of, uh, uh, yeah, kind of shuffling it around like that. And I should mention that I, uh, I had a co-writer on this. I had Sarah Morgan, who's a great, uh, a great comedy writer from the UK and she uh, worked on the podcast. And so, yeah, she, Tony and I kind of like, you know, we kind of started that process together and like, you know, obviously Tony's such a gosh darn pro at this and was so helpful and kind of helping us (laughs) kind of, uh, (laughs) Uh, kind of, yeah, he was uh, helpful in kind of uh, picking and choosing what we used. Well, to that end, Tony, uh, once you got the script, I assume mostly you're working off of that, but did you ever go back to the podcast and listen to bits to be like, oh, here's how I can kind of tweak this, either in terms of the pacing or the jokes or anything like that? Uh, I, I mean, I listen, hmm. yes, I listened to it sort of off and on continually as as we were working on it, but, uh, but then also... Um, <laughs> as, as I got the script, um, it was clear that one of the, like, like one of the challenges is going to be the picking and choosing of, of, you know, what, what does get to make it into the book. Excuse me for a second. Just block out all the motorcycles driving by. Um, <laughs> that's and, what you get for living next to a motorcycle rally. <laughs> <laughs> Tony lives at Sturgis. <laughs> That's why you can hear Smash Mouth playing in the background. <laughs> I like all the flags waving in the wind. It's fun. Uh, the flags uh, are fun. Smell of popcorn. Um, but no, we're, we're kind of down. We're looking for um, looking for ways to to keep as much of the – and it's hard. It was hard to cut down bubbles and cutting down is not the right word for it but it was hard to find the right things to to put into the comic because there's so much good stuff and bubble well like you were talking about the differences between the mediums you you get things that uh you can just do in a half hour um uh, episode of a radio drama that you can't do on on a comic page like just you know well you guys know all this some things you can do And they'll take, yeah, like you said, infinite jest. We get an infinite jest out of this thing. And then then it was a process of also building back in things. Like, how do we make space for, for her to just deck the guy and then lay out on the grass? Um, that sort of thing. I also say, as we, we were looking at uh, pages here on the screen, on the uh, feed and Crowdcast here, um, 
uh, you were seeing colors by Natalie Reese. I, I am responsible for, uh, like I worked with Jordan and Sarah to, to do some of the adaptation and turn the script, um, to put it through the, the comic plunger. Um, and, uh, Natalie, Natalie performed all the color work on it. She did a fantastic job. Agreed. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, Tony and I, um, uh, you know, we, we've been, we've been podcast guesting to, to, you know, get the word out. And we did a, um, we did a, a great podcast called Marvel by the month, um, uh, a couple months ago where they kind of go through classic Marvel comics, great show. And we kind of read these old, you know, kind of Jack Kirby Avengers comics and, yeah, I, I was, you know, and they're so cool and they're so fun to look at. And I definitely like um, when w- in Bubble, when you get out onto the alien world and, you know, and Natalie just added these crazy psychedelic pastel colors, uh, Kirby-esque, I'll say. I I really <laughs> like it was really cool to see. I don't know if that was a direct thing she was thinking about when she was coloring the book, but it, it really reminded me of those kind of crazy Jack Kirby alien scapes. They're, they're really cool. Now, you have such a great cast for the podcast. Was there any thought of casting them in the graphic novel as well? Or did you specifically want to move away from that and make the characters kind of look like their own thing? Um, You know, we didn't talk a ton about that. There are a couple of little podcast cameos in the book. I, nice. uh, yeah, we won't we won't say exactly who, but you'll see some like pretty direct likenesses uh, in the book. If you're a Max Fun podcast fan, uh, that'll be a Maybe. treat. I don't know who any of these people are, so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> some people to Tony that I yeah. Uh, well, because after after I recommended Bubble to my mom, she wouldn't let me listen to podcasts anymore. So yeah, <laughs> too many swears, Aww. too many swears. Um, but yeah, there's, there's also an element to that that's kind of like if you ever read you know calvin and hobbs you're like oh yeah calvin and calvin's voice like what would that sound like and to me that feels like an impossible task you know um it's sort of the reverse of that it's like okay we've heard these characters voices and having listened to it they i mean i guess if you're coming to this fresh then you won't have heard characters where you're just like whatever but um but i'd heard them and so it was a challenge of, of trying to say okay how can we make somebody who looks the way this sounds no. um, and some of some of them that came pretty quickly others uh others we we did more back and forth like annie took a long time to to get her look right um but then mitch was pretty straightforward i think yeah there's a great um there's a great uh Tony joke with Mitch where he is always wearing t-shirts for uh, defunct video games like he has <laughs> nice. um, I think Fallout 76 and um, the E.T. Atari game. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, like famously bad video games Mitch happens to have t-shirts of. Anyway, funny, Absolutely. very funny detail that I uh, I had nothing to do with. I hear Fallout 76 has improved a lot, so. <laughs> maybe it has. Maybe, it, yeah, maybe by That's the time. the downside the book- to the time frame of how long these books take to make. <laughs> what about the- Sometimes you could patch a bad MMO. <laughs> what about the E.T. video game? Has that gotten any better? Have they gotten it out of the landfill yet? <laughs> <laughs> yes, they ducked them up. They oh, patched it. Oh, it is great. really no. fun. Really sad. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Right, if anybody that doesn't know that story, is your audience familiar with that story for sure? Because it's fantastic. The ET landfill thing. Yeah, I don't know. Do you want to tell the story? Is that what you're uh, the way at? I? It was told to me by <laughs> a software developer in the early 2000s, and it was that um, in the 80s, uh, Atari developed an ET game based on the movie, for the Atari 2600, I, I think. Um, and it was so bad 
and sold so poorly that for business reasons, it was most economical for them to just load them into a dumpster, take them out into the desert, and chuck them all in a pit. Is wow. that, does that match up with everybody's um Yeah, yeah, that's what I heard. I'm just seeing if I can find a picture of it right now, because I think, yeah, I think there's like, here, hold on. Uh, this, is, this is the jankiest way I could possibly do this, but I'm going to share this Google image search that I just did so that people can see it, because... Yeah, I mean, it It sounds oh, like wow. a good legend, yeah. but it's straight up like a pile of E.T. video games that they just buried and eventually dug up again. And they're still playable, and people love them to this day. That's the end of the story. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah. Classic, like the Big Lebowski. People didn't get it at first, but then... Mm-hmm. And then it really yeah. built over time. So- so, so go in and, and see which of your favorite video games I called garbage. <laughs> Tony is making a judgment call about all these games by putting I them on the t-shirt. promise you'll get mad at me. Yeah. Uh, now, getting back to Bubble for one second. So it's coming out from first second on yes. July 13th, so very soon, which is awesome and very exciting. Uh, what... What in your mind, Jordan, at this point is kind of the rollout? So you've got the graphic novel. Are you going to go back for more podcasts and then do a second volume of the graphic novel? Are you going to go to another graphic novel first? Are you done with Bubble? What's potentially the future of? Uh, sure, I think this is this has been announced, but um, uh, uh, but you know what? This is a scoop, a scoop just for you guys. Ooh, uh, I'm, I'm writing the movie. I'm writing the bubble movie. So wow, yeah, really? yeah. So it's happening. Uh, there's uh, there's there's a studio. There's production companies. Uh, Seth Rogen's producing it. Um, oh wow, someone uh, who people may have heard of. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's been really fun. It's the bubble movie will be very different, but it will be uh, very 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 fucking rad. It's good. It's uh, the the stuff we're coming up with it for it is very cool. I'm excited. And yeah, I mean, I animated, right? This will be, it's going to be animated. Yeah. It'll be, it is an R rated animated movie. So, um, cool. That uh, is awesome. And such a great fit, particularly with all the stuff that Seth Rogen has been doing lately. Um, just, did you guys love invincible? Did you guys? Oh yeah. We did a whole invincible podcast. Uh, Invincible rule. I got to go back and listen to that. It was so good. Oh my God. (laughs) So much. So much better. So many features animation. It is. Sorry. Uh, Oh, cool. Then it may be animated in Vancouver. Hmm. Ooh, mm. mm. Sorry. Uh, yeah, but I, uh, but I would, I would love to do. Um, God, I would love to do more comics for Bubble. It was such a fun process. I'm so happy with how it turned out. It was so fun to work with Tony and with Sarah. And yeah, I mean, I think uh, uh, you know, I don't want to get too into the nitty gritty of you know business and stuff here. But apparently, if a lot of people buy something, um, the people who made it will want you to do a sequel. So they can make more money. So, um, and turning it, content into money. Yes, <laughs> you can apparently turn content into money. No, so if <laughs> if uh, you know, uh, not that we haven't had explicit talks with anybody yet about doing more comics, but um, uh, if if they asked, I would I would do it in point negative one seconds. So yeah, I would love to do more. I mean, just to get back to something we were talking about earlier, given the movie and the graphic novel and everything, not not to diminish at all the graphic novel, but do you look at it in a certain way as like a proof of concept for visually how this can work for the movie? Are you, are those feeding into each other at all? Or are they almost the podcast, the movie, the graphic novel, almost three separate projects? Yeah. I mean, I think of them as, as separate things for sure. I mean, I, you know, I think if you're, 
I, you know what I, I, I was thinking of Spider-Man. I like to think about Spider-Man a lot. It's a Me lot too. of fun. And <laughs> you know, it's like, yes, I, the first time I <laughs> met Spider-Man was in a comic, but there's great Spider-Man movies. There's great Spider-Man video games and all that stuff is like valid Spider-Man, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. And I think that's just, you know, now that there is so many ways to tell a story, like, I, I don't think it's medium dependent. So I think that like the podcast is the podcast and the comics is the comics and the movie will be the movie. And, you know, there'll be some familiar characters and ideas and, you know, a tone, I guess. But, um, but yeah, but I think they can all be their own things. And, uh, and I definitely don't want it to be something where, you know, you feel like you have to ingest everything to get it. So hopefully that, you know, if you love the podcast, you'll like the book. And if you just think the book, looks cool and want to try it, you don't need to know anything. So, yeah. And that's a great answer to that. The only little asterisk I want to put there is there was a 1993 Marvel title called The Invalid Spider-Man. So, (laughs) there is that, but otherwise. In any case, congratulations on the book. With no power comes no responsibility. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't even put on the costume. He just goes to sleep. You're right. Pants don't quite fit. And yeah, he's the sort of Spider-Man that doesn't even wake up in the morning, just sleepwalks around for a little bit. Right? Yeah, that's it. That's it right there. That's your boy. Jordan, Tony, thank you so much for coming on the show. Congratulations on the book. Very excited for people to see it because it's a lot of fun. So check that out. Check out the podcast. Check out everything else. Uh, is there anything else you want to plug before I let you go? Uh, no, I feel like I feel thoroughly plugged. Thank you. I feel like I've I've purged (laughs) my plugs. Uh, yeah, you know, it's at your, give your local indie bookstore, your comic book store a call, or, uh, maybe your local library if you, if you don't have the cash. Yeah. If you, uh, if you tell your library, Hey, please bring this in that just helps out everybody. Um, also it, as we were recording this, it's June 29th. So I think, is there still time to do the pre-order thingamajigger? Yeah, we've got some cool pre-order stuff. If people, I think you can still pre-order this. Definitely if you're watching the stream, you can. Um, But yeah, if you pre-order it through uh, Brookline Booksmiths, uh, you can get a nice art print and uh, some other cool stuff. We've got a bonus episode of the podcast people have never heard. Uh, We've got a printable zine uh, that people can get. (laughs) So yeah, if if, if you still got it. If you've got time to pre-order it, um, uh, do that. You can find all the info on that on First Seconds website. Awesome. Yeah, or just hit either of us up on Twitter. It's it's you'll find the information there. Yeah, just go follow. We'll, we'll be your tech support. Bother us. We oh, want to help. Absolutely, you. Absolutely. I love it. I definitely will. I'm gonna have so many questions after we're done here. So I'll just, <laughs> you're gonna hate it. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, Tony, thank you so much for coming on. It was a pleasure. Good luck with the book. We'll talk soon. Thank you very much. Hi. Right, thank you so much. All right, there we go. Once again, the book is called Bubble, out from first second on July 13th. It was Jordan Morris, the writer, and Tony Cliff, the artist, and the book is a ton of fun. So definitely yes. check it out. And it's folks, hilarious. It is. It's great. And check out yeah. the podcast as well. And cool news about the movie that's exciting. Uh, fingers crossed that keeps going forward because Seth Rogen seems a great fit for that. We're going to move on with our next section, which is my favorite section because you all make it up. It's your audience question. And for your audience questions, it looks like a bunch of you have already figured this out. But if you're over here, oh, saying, I got I got to move over. Hey, eh? I'm getting pushed out of the way. Sorry, I'm what? late. Whoa! <laughs> Good trick. Oh. <laughs> oh man! Didn't see that coming. Did no, you? No, I really didn't. 
yeah, I've been so nervous about this for like three days. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you actually come in late to the show? Have you been there the entire time? No, <laughs> I was late to the show. Of course it's late to the show. I'm in Philly on business uh, tomorrow and actually later tonight. But um, when I was coming down here, I was like, oh, let's really get Alex on this <laughs> nice. bit. Uh, good one. I'm going to make him a nice vodka. So holy drink. shit. <laughs> wow, you're going to get a Pete trick. I'm, it's weird here. It's, Pete's here. <laughs> oh, that's cool. There's no barrier. Oh, my God. He's going to punch you so hard, probably. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, oh, that's great. Uh, I don't well, want you to feel bad, Alex. This wasn't an exclusionary tactic. <laughs> it's fine. I didn't want to come anyway. I'm having a great time here in New York. <laughs> uh, but we live in the same borough, Alex, so we could always do this anytime. Yeah, I'm busy. Uh, oh. Sh- sh- oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Joust to Ben the Border Collie. I-, I feel weirdly emotional that two of you are in the same space again. It- I got here earlier, and then I, uh, like an hour ago, and did a phone call outside. It was when we saw each other, I was like, whoa. <laughs> it was sweet. Yeah, it was. Awesome. It's definitely in real life. Is, uh, it's it's a, a completely different feeling. I wasn't ready for it. We used to do this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm drinking poison. Is this the cocktail we're all drinking? Wow. Great that you came to see Pete, and now you're dead. That's this is bad. more vodka than uh, fruit drink or whatever it is. Yeah, we already established that it's half. Oh, my God. What is it now? A warito said vodka? Yeah. Fruit punch. Oh he doesn't want any vitamins creeping into this. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fruit punch. It has fruit in it, I think. Yeah, that's right. Fruit punch means there's no fruit in it. I hate and you get punched later. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, there we go. He's going to punch me instead of Nat. Uh, uh, well, hey, are you guys uh, up for some questions? Or yeah, sure. Let's, All do right, let's do it. If you've got questions, you can drop them in the comments section over on YouTube. we got questions here over on Crowdcast. little point of order I want to mention. Uh, Derek Mainhart says there was a movie about the E.T. game called Atari Game Over. Uh, so that's pretty cool. But why don't we jump into some questions here? This is from Stray Bullet. Since we're all on the edge of our seats waiting for Sharkfest 2021 to start. Uh, yeah. Who is your favorite shark character in comics? And what breed of shark is your favorite? Wow. Breed of shark, you say? Oh, man. We talk we about talk this all the time. We do. We get this question a lot. Yeah. Well, since hey, do you just have like a headphone splitter or something? I'm just throwing no. it away. Oh, we don't have that. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, since you have a shark fest hat, I want you to tell us what your favorite shark is. Oh, boy. Probably a hammerhead. There. That's what I was going to say. Alex, we're on the same page. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tiger sharks also are pretty cool. They're pretty nice. Um, and they have, uh, I was just at the aquarium the other week and they have like these tiny little baby sharks there. They're not actually baby sharks, but they're tiny little ones. They're a tie into song, right? Baby shark. Yep. There you go. Pete has kids. Uh, and favorite shark character from comics. Who? I mean, I think other than King shark, because that's the easy answer. That's the easy answer. Yeah. Um, tiger shark. Wasn't that, Mm -hmm. uh, a West Coast Avenger at one point or an enemy of the West Coast. Yeah. Avenger? He was definitely a villain. Yeah. Yeah. And he looks like a tiger shark. He has stripes and everything. Pete, you're not allowed to say Jabberjaw either. Oh man. Stop taking away all my, I got nothing left. Huge I mean, comic influence. Jabberjaw. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jabberjaw. What about street sharks? They're pretty cool. Oh, wow. Is that what shark fest is? <laughs> yeah. It's celebrating street sharks. Yeah. We go to the landfill where they buried E.T. Play some street shark. It's pretty sweet, cool. man. 
Man, you got nostalgic uh, in this uh, episode. Yeah. I'm trying to think of another shark character that isn't uh, just a big shark with feet. <laughs> isn't that sort of all of them? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, all right. I think we covered that. I uh, ruled out absolutely every shark character. Yeah. So let's go over to Pablo. Pablo De Martinez says, just saw F9, see it at your own risk. The real question, what movie are you looking forward to seeing this summer? And ooh, harsh review for the familia from Pablo. Well, yeah. well, he just means maybe the the people were so hyped in the movie theater that they were just like, you know, uh, just or see it in your own risk from COVID. Ah, uh, yeah, that's probably too wow, wow. dark. <laughs> Again, a lot of hot takes flying around here. Um, I'm very excited to see, and it's already out. Um, I want to see uh, Quiet Place Two. Oof, um, I gotta go. Yeah, uh, I I got I'm, there's a bunch of stuff dropping near my birthday that I'm very excited to see. Uh, Ted Lasso season two, not a movie. He Man Masters of the Universe, not a movie. Snake Eyes is coming out. I'm excited it's a for movie. that. Yeah, yeah it's a movie. Yeah. I almost went to see F9. I'm still like not quite comfortable enough to go see a movie in a movie theater yet, uh, but that was one like I definitely scouted out tickets the Alamo and thought about. Should I do this? Should I just buy the tickets? What should I do? And well, I mean, really so close, like the mouse, you know, the thing was hovering over it, and you were like, oh, oh I'm going to. I usually I do it with my oh, pinky, so no. I did like a little. Oh. Stop. Stop it. <laughs> Check uh, out yeah, Candyman, a Sweet Tooth podcast, for more on the shaky piggy. <laughs> Alex, I'm going to jump into your box for a quick sec, too, okay? Okay. Oh, hey. <laughs> hey. Imagine if that worked. <laughs> yeah. That would be pretty great. Uh, all right. Uh, this is from Nelson Martinez over on YouTube. I just saw the trailer for the three-part movie series of R.L. Stein's Fear Street coming to Netflix. I was a big Goosebumps guy growing up. Were you guys into R.L. Stein? So what books, movies, etc. are you fans of? Mm. When I was in high school, I wrote a paper about the comics code and sort of like and how it was just a bunch of bullshit. And my example was how salacious the R.L. Stein book series were in comparison to comics that were highly regulated. While anyone can watch, could read all these uh, scary sex, scary scenes and sex scenes from R.L. Stein. Mm -hmm. uh, so I don't didn't read them because I was reading comics instead. Like a cool dude. Pete, what about you? <laughs> Uh, in high school, I also wrote a paper, um, but uh, it was about uh, <laughs> Douglas Adams and uh, how <clears throat> amazingly creative uh, he was. Uh, that I got into all those books as a uh, as a lad. Yeah, Luana Nana says R.L. Stein said sex scenes. LOL. I don't remember those. Everybody fuck the dummy, right? Yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> that dummy character. I don't know. I never actually really read the books. I only looked at the covers and I was like, eh, these aren't for me. I'm going to read some other stuff. But Ooh, uh, cover, I absolutely 100% did. They looked dumb to me. I didn't like the font of Goosebumps. Oh, too trippy. yeah, yeah. Ooh. Good yeah. reason. Yeah. But, That's the same way with War and Peace and Ethan yeah. Frome. The font sucks. Won't touch them. Goosebumps and War and Peace have the same font, right? The goopy, yeah. drippy, green yeah. slime font. R.L. Stein's War and Peace is really good. Yeah. Very sexual. I will, say, <laughs> I will say, though, and I feel like I've told this story on the show before, but when my daughter was like two years old, I got invited to a Halloween party at Dylan's Candy Bar I don't even remember what it was for, but it was like uh, 
actually, I think maybe it was for an R.L. Stein something. It was launching some, you know, new Goosebumps or some show or something like that. So we went there and it was very nice. There was so much candy you could eat and they had like games for the kids to play and characters. And R.L. Stein was there, but he was just standing around and nobody was talking to him. And I felt so bad that it was his party, but nobody was talking to him that I went over and talked to him. And we ended up chatting for like 45 minutes and he was the nicest guy. And like, you very... tell him like, hey, no offense, but I judged your books. <laughs> I went up to him. I was like, hey, real quick, the font on your books is shitty. Why is that? Anyway, oh, he punches you right in the face. <laughs> How dare you? I that's my font. Um yeah, R.L. Stein was sort of a comedy, he would hang around the comedy scene. Yeah. He monologues at Ascat in New York. And you I'm in Philly, so I, I'm sort of a Philly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's more of a New bi coastal. Yeah. I'm bi coastal. Yep. Uh, but that all said, I will mention, I haven't seen it, uh, but one of my writers at work did see the first Fear Street movie and said that it was actually a lot of fun and super scary and super sexy, like you were saying, in a surprising way. So there you go. Check that out. Coming to Netflix. This is from Nick Grayson over here on Crowncast. Who are some comic characters you'd like to see have a film set in the past? Hmm. I guess like Wonder Woman and Captain America and everything, right? Yeah. Or like the recent past, like a year ago, like a Hulk movie, but it's during COVID times and he's like, can't leave my apartment. Yeah. So Hulk, Hulk lockdown, (laughs) Hulk mask, um, Hulk in prehistoric times from Ramsey. Good. Very good. Oh yeah. That guy fighting dinosaurs. Yeah. That would be awesome. I'd like to see the X-Men sort of in the future and past simultaneously in the present. <laughs> you know like they're but, fighting three different generations of robots hundreds of years away from each other. That would exactly. Be but I don't want to know the whole story. I just want it to be sort of vaguely that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and humans are around, too. I always like it when a movie ha- is interrupted by text pages. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I would like to see, uh, in all honesty, uh, like a classic JSA movie. I know we're getting Black Adam as sort of a stealth JSA movie, and we've certainly been getting JSA stuff through Stargirl. But getting a Golden Age era superhero movie or like a New Frontier movie or something like that, but live action, that would be super cool. I think that would be a lot of fun. Love that. Let's get Batman in the Wild West, Back to the Future 3 style. So he's like, you know, what'd be great is if he was in the Wild West and then he was also jumping to different eras and there was like a bat god called Barbatos who was chasing him through time because he had been hit and and killed by a bullet uh, from Omega Beams. Or time uh, bullet. Yeah, time bullet that was sending him through time and he was some sort of like bat god. That'd be cool. He doesn't even need a time bullet to go through to travel through time. Just drink one of these. <laughs> wow, you have. There was a lot in there. You've already gone through half of that. I'm drinking know. faster than Pete, and that's <laughs> worries. That's not a good idea. <laughs> this I saw is mix from... this. Mix is a strong word to use. This is from twenty eight set two one five over on YouTube. DC Universe Infinity subscription service. Did you guys try it out? It's not out worldwide, which is a bummer. Uh, this is the new iteration of DC Universe, which doesn't have any of the TV stuff. Instead, it just has the comic books. Have you guys checked it out at all? No. I mean, I checked out when it was the you know TV and comic books thing. 
Yeah. Uh, and I was surprised how much I really dug into the comics. It was, it's nice to have access to all the different stuff, especially if you're talking with comics with a bunch of assholes. Like something comes up and it's nice to be able to go back and kind of look at it and re- reread it. It hits a little harder when Pete calls you an asshole and you're sitting right there. <laughs> uh, it is good. Like Popular says here, I got DC Infinite. Great app if you want to read DC stuff. I have checked it out a little bit. I haven't used it as much as I'd like to. But, um, yeah, like you were saying, Pete, it's the same thing, just minus the TV stuff. And they had a really good library to start with. So if you're looking to read DC books, particularly if you want to read a ton with them, similar to the Marvel app, um, it's it's a good, relatively cheap choice just to consume a bunch of back issues of stuff. Uh, let's go over here to Kevin asks, what are some other podcasts or radio audio dramas you'd love to see adapted for comics? Ooh, I'd love to see WTF. That would be a fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just like two guys sitting there having a conversation about comedy. Well, I mean, you you joke about that, but I used to love the Comedy Central shorties watching shorties where they would take like clips of uh, people stand up and then animate it. Um, so I would, you know, I think there's a lot of funny podcasts that I would love. What the fuck are you doing? Oh, Ben, the Border Collie asked what the X-Men figure was behind me. And this is uh, <laughs> Magneto. Is that, are you, are you saying you, that word? I don't know. I said it wrong on one show, and now I'm doubting everything in my life. <laughs> You're like yeah. Magneto. It's Magneto? a bad time. Magnetato. Magnetato. <laughs> yes, the Marvel Legends modern X Men Magneto. So he's a good guy now. Yeah, he's really helping the islands. Fuck. I like how he's both modern and a legend. Mm-hmm. That's um, deep. What I think, let's adapt our. This is a radio play we do every. Ooh. I don't know if you guys froze or I froze. I guess we'll see what happens. I'm just going to keep talking and see what happens. I'll be able to tell on YouTube in a second. It'll be interesting if I have to do this so solo. Oh, it's me. They froze. Well, I'll keep answering questions until Justin and Pete come back. That's great. Uh, so other podcasts and radio audio dramas you'd love to see adapted for comics. To be honest, I <laughs> see they came too close to the sun. They got together and uh, they just they shut down the whole thing. That's the big problem. It happens. Are we back yet? Oh, you're back. There oh, we are. Good, good. Kind of. You're still frozen. But, but you can hear us. And isn't that yeah, enough? We could hear yeah. you. And that's, that's fine. That's all that matters. Uh, that's cool. We both have our shirts off now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we got a question over here on YouTube. Super excited for Lock and Key Season 2. I have two books, but yet to read them. I'm going to rewatch Season 1. But do you guys recommend reading the comics, too? If so, how many books before Season 2? So I guess the question is, how many volumes of Lock and Key would you recommend reading before Season 2 comes out in October? I mean, for me, read them all. Read them all, yeah. Because... Even though you're going to learn a little bit about the story elements they're using, they mixed it up so, so much in the first season. They're going to do that even more and add a lot more new stuff, I would imagine, in season two. And the story is just so good. It's like worth just reading it. Yeah, it's great to know the material and then see what they do with it and see the different choices. It makes it very enjoyable. And then there's little Easter eyes in the show uh, rewarding the readers. Um 
yeah, I'm not sure what they're going to pull from for season two. So I would just say read it all because it's an amazing story. It starts fantastic and ends even better. So. Yeah, I mean, I think they said we had Joe and Gabriel on the show, and then we also had Hylia Jones talking about this a little bit, that it's going to touch on things from the second volume, but it's not an adaptation of the second volume, and apparently they're just rocking through stories. It ends up in a completely different place at the end of season one, too. So uh, just basically totally agreeing with you guys. Read the whole thing. It'll give you a good basis, but I think you're still going to be surprised by what happens in season two and eventually season three. Yeah, fully agree. And like, it's not like reading the comic is just in support of the series. Like reading the comic is just a great experience on Mm -hmm. its own. And then the TV series, you get to enjoy that, but also see the connections. Plus, they, uh, throughout the, the comic series, there's all these different keys and different stuff, and they kind of play off of that a little bit in the TV series a different way. So having the base of all the kind of knowledge and then seeing the choices makes it that much richer. Yeah, and definitely check out your own keys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I take you know? a look at them every day, and I just jab Good. them wherever to see if something happens. Yeah. Uh, this is from Nat. It looks like New York Comic Con is really happening. Will you go? Will anybody be able to get in? Uh, so yeah, this is happening in New York in October. Uh, what do you guys think? Oh, are you wearing you're wearing a Wolverine shirt? Was that what you're pointing? Weapon at? X, baby. Oh, nice. Um, New York Comic Con. I would I would go as far as the COVIDness of it all. Um, I don't know. I, want, I feel like my Comic Con capacity is still. I'm still at, at about peak, still high. Mm-hmm. Wait, do you mean peak like you don't want to go, or peak you? Like do? I've experienced enough Comic Con oh, where okay. it hasn't dipped below, where I'm like, I gotta get back to Comic Con. Oh, okay. Well, I will mention that we went to Keystone Comic Con in Philly. That they. I mean, this is partially a function of the fact they that have they metal detectors there and they will go through your stuff. Just a heads up. Yeah. The nice thing that I was going to mention about Keystone Comic Con, and partially this is just not having as huge of an audience as New York Comic Con, but they had very big, wide aisles. Things were very well spaced apart there. So I think if they can take some of those lessons there and apply it to New York Comic Con, it's going to be tricky because it's such a bigger show. Yeah. But I do think there's a possibility that they potentially could keep it safe. Just the question is. Are people attending going to keep it safe? Are they going to be uh, keeping it to whatever the rules are? Because I trust the folks at Read Pop. I don't know if I trust the general population. You, you don't know? trust humanity? Wow, no. I like to go with what my boy, uh, Mag- Magnet- Magneto? Sorry. I like to, you, when you say it, you look at this computer screen like that's written in a message on top of your screen. It is. I scratched it in lipstick. Oh my God. Uh, lipstick. lipstick. So crazy. Uh, hey, that bit. says you mean the fans that smell you? What? Mm. The fans that walk up behind you and smell you. Oh, yeah. That is a big deal at Comic Cons. It's the Smell Alex Challenge. Yeah. It's on, it's I don't on TikTok. I've, I've yeah. won that challenge a lot. Uh, we do have two quick ones, and then we'll wrap up. Oh, uh, actually, OG just followed up about Lock and Key. When will CBC cover the World War One Battalion story from Lock and Key? We actually did every issue of that on the Stack podcast, but I think we were talking about when they released the Golden Age volume, which hopefully is going to be in like November or December of this year. We'll probably do something in the Lock and Key podcast, right? Got it. Got yeah, it. Definitely. Yeah. 
Um, but two questions for you from Pablo. How tasty is that poison, Justin? Um, it's it's good. It gets tastier the more you drink it. It's true. Um, and it is poison. I can attest to that. My brain is pickled. Oh, excellent. And we got one last one here from Jonathan Rakul. He's wondering if Justin, now are you sucking on a cheesesteak? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the funny part. I was sitting down to my pregame cheesesteak when this guy showed up. And I was like, dude, go wait in the kitchen, man. I got to finish this. I'm reading comics, eating cheesesteak. <laughs> and I did. We haven't seen each other in uh, two years. And I sat in the kitchen and talked to Lee Wan. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Uh, all right, folks. Guess what? We are going to move to our next section, which is <laughs> trivia. And just to set this up a little bit, we mentioned this the last oh, time, but we're doing things a new way. We're not doing first-hand up guy anymore. Uh, instead, we have somebody here for trivia. So I'm going to check and make sure he actually is here for the show. He definitely is. Um, we're not doing hands up anymore. I will drop a link in the chat. We have a Google form where people could apply to do trivia. And where did I leave it? No, I put it somewhere else. I actually went and got a Midtown Comics gift card because they have been nice enough to sponsor the show. Again, doing it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but I'm going to invite Norman Cook, our contestant on trivia, into the stream here. Yeah. And here we go. Hello. Hey there. Norman. Hey, how are you? Thank you for participating, Norman. Thanks for coming on the stream. I'm going to turn it over to Pete now to set this up. And Justin. And Justin. All right. I'd like to I'd like to introduce you to the star of trivia. It's so exciting to be here with him and just feel his trivia energy. All right. Well, today's trivia is on topical comic news and a small nod to the legend Cecily Tyson. So please listen to all three options before making your decision. Here we go. Question number one. In the new Moon Knight number one out July 21st, Moon Knight's new mission is to protect blank. Is it protect those who travel at night? A. Good. B. Protect those who worship the moon. Mm-hmm. Or is it C. Protect Kathy Bates? So it's either A, if you would like $25, or you could pick B or C. I think I'll take A. That's right. Don't overthink these. Crushing it. Wow. job. To be here watching the magic happen is truly an experience. (laughs) Oh, boy. All right, here we go. DC has released images hinting who will be the new Aquaman. Is it A, Neptune Perkins, B, Jackson Hyde, Uh or is it C, Chris O'Donnell? So it's either A, or you could pick B and be correct. It has to be B. Has that to be is a. correct. Yes. Well nice. done. Honestly, it's like being here with James Beard if you were cooking in front of you. It's just like, that's truly, I'm stuck. I didn't get that reference. Okay, last one. In the upcoming Star Wars comic, High Republic number six, the Jedi team up with whom? Mm. Is it A, Jack Porkins? Yes. B, The Huts? Okay. Or is it C, Bob Penny? So it's either A, don't pick it, or it's B, the Huts. Yeah, it's got to be the Huts. You gotta be are the Huts. $25 free. And, of course, we are talking about the 1991 classic, 
Fried green tomatoes. That was the fried. third answers of the questions we're hinting at fried green tomatoes for some unknown reason. Norman, congratulations. You have won a $25 gift card to Midnight wow. Comics, as Pete mentioned. We will get that right off to you. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for playing. Right. Have All a right. lovely night. You're welcome. Thank you. Later. Right. Cool shirt. Oh, it's there great we go. To get some new faces. Yeah. yeah. New um, faces. Uh, once again, if you would like to apply, we drop the link in the chat here on Crowdcast and YouTube. I'll also tweet it out at Comic Book Live throughout the week. And thank you to Midtown Comics for sponsoring our trivia Justin's section. Sign up for trivia right now. Is there a more comic book friendly movie than Fried Green Tomatoes? Not uh, one I can think of. <laughs> it's got Robin in it. <laughs> Robin, spoiler. <laughs> the best Robin. Oh, the oh, best. Man. What? Uh, yeah. I haven't watched uh, it yet. I've been going through all of the uh, FGT movies in order. Fried Green Tomatoes. No, yeah. we got Sorry, FGTCU. Yeah, Fried followed. Green Tomatoes Cinematic Universe movies in order. And uh, You going to see Green 9 in the movie theaters? <laughs> I don't... G9? Oh, I'm going to just buy the ticket. I'm just going to buy the ticket. As we all know, comics never stop coming out. <laughs> what are you guys looking forward to? We recommend, of course, you go to Midtown Comics because they're nice enough to sponsor the show. As we mentioned, Pete, what are you looking forward to? I am looking forward to Beta Ray Build Number Four. BRB. Come on, man. Come on. Justin, what about Come you? <laughs> oh, I forgot Pete doesn't do any description on these. Okay. You forgot? I you did. forgot. I remembered. Um, I'm looking forward to Black Cat Annual Number One oh, by, by my guy Jed McKay. I've loved the Black Cat series, and this annual is looking good. Nice. I'm looking forward to Made in Korea Number Two from Image Comics. This is a really fascinating speculative sci-fi book about a world where people are using robots as surrogates. There's a lot of intrigue, corporate intrigue going on, and family dynamics. And the art is very good from George Shaw. Uh, so this was definitely top of my list when I saw it pop up this week. Yes, Pete. Uh, yeah, I was just wondering when you read that. Did it feel like when you went to Cornell? What? Because it's like a little robot goes to school, and I thought maybe that's what you felt like. When wow, you hard to know oh, that nice. if you haven't read this comic yet. <laughs> yeah, that comes out tomorrow. Nice one, Pete. So, try to get on the stack after we talk about it. Oh, okay? That's okay. definitely yeah, a good yeah, time. Yeah, and yeah, we will do good. that anyway, because that's how we record these. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all right, folks. I think that is it for tonight's shoot couple of people we want to thank. We want to thank our amazing guests for coming on the show. We want to thank Jordan Morris and Tony Cliff. You can check out Bubble from first second out on July 13th. Also, Ramsey. Check out Fab, book one, yeah. and Dara from Story Worlds. You can get that coming out, I believe, very soon. Uh, pre-order it. Get it in stores worldwide, as he mentioned. A couple of the other things I want to plug for ourselves. Next week, we're going to have Tori Sharp is going to be here to talk about Just Pretend, and James Albin is going to be here to talk about The Delicacy, a new graphic novel. Continuing our journey into food here. Marvel Vision, our Marvel podcast, is running pretty much constantly with Loki right now on Wednesday morning, so definitely check that out. Also, a bunch of other stuff coming up from all of our other podcasts, so definitely uh, we'll keep you posted when things happen. Patreon.com slash Comic Book Club to support this show. iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow at Comic Book Live on Twitter. Comic Book Club Live on Instagram. ComicBookClubLive.com 
for this podcast and many more. Until next time, happy Shark Week, one and all. Yeah, we're two-thirds of the way there. Don't be